BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Episode 167 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. You know, politics is rough. Get used to it. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Hahn. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn and why on Instagram. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and telling your friends about our podcast. I truly appreciate it. So yeah, I am aware that Mar-a-Lago has been rated as I record this on a Monday evening. I know some of you probably want me to comment on it, and I will. Uh, I will comment on the raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago at the end of the show, after the break. It's just me again today, uh, summer, little light schedule. So just me tonight, but I do have a great guest next week. Uh, Joe Calderoni will be coming on. He's got a book out. Um, it's kind of a fictionalized nonfiction story about 9-11. He was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist for the Daily News who covered 9-11. And Joe and I work together in government as well. So that'll be next week. But this week, I want to start with all of the, for well, look, I'm going to talk about the victories that my former boss Chuck Schumer had and Joe Biden had with the great Inflation Reduction Act, great name. It's about time Democrats are putting great names on their bills. God knows Republicans did that every chance they could. So I'm glad that I am uh, seeing the Democrats do the same thing as uh, they start passing legislation. Call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Tell the Republicans to vote against the Inflation Inflation, uh, Reduction Act, which they all did. Not a single Republican in the Senate voted for reducing inflation in America. You could say that as you campaign Democrats, make sure you do. Uh, I don't want to hear that you did, that this wasn't an Inflation Reduction Act, that it was a climate bill. And, and yes, it was a climate bill. And yes, there was a tax bill. And yes, it reduced inflation. So that's the messaging. Keep saying it over and over and over and over again. Let them try to explain why it didn't. They'll lose on that issue. It's the Inflation Reduction Act, after all. Uh, so great victory for Senator Schumer, uh, my former boss, a lot of people uh, that I used to work with who are still there. Uh, many years later, uh, Chuck's got one of the best staffs, uh, probably in the history of the Senate and they deserve a lot of credit. And I know Senator Schumer gave them credit, uh, on the floor of the Senate after the bill passed the other day. Uh, so congratulations to Senator Schumer and Joe Manchin and the democratic majority in the Senate. It'll pass the house later this week. 
And then it'll go to Joe Biden's desk for yet another legislative victory for a guy who seems to be getting a lot done and not getting a lot of credit. But I do think we're going to start to see his poll numbers creep up. I have made a prediction that by November, when people are voting, he will be in the mid 40s. Uh, and by mid 40s, I mean anywhere over 43%, maybe 42.5% to 47.5%. <laughs> That's mid 40s. So uh, let's see where we are then. Uh, Rasmussen had a poll, poll out the other day that had him at 43%. So um, that's pretty good. Uh, I don't always trust the Rasmussen polls, though. But I think he he's going to see his numbers go up. Because look, oil prices are going down. Um, I think that you're going to start to see some in, inflationary pressures subside. Uh, and let's see where we go. I mean, the jobs numbers we got this weekend were fantastic. They were fantastic. They were th- over the moon. I, I don't know of any recession where we had full employment. 3.5% is below full employment. Full employment's 5% uh, by most measures, uh, most economic measures. 3.5%, uh, there aren't enough workers to fill the jobs we have in this country right now, which is creating some of the inflationary pressures on our economy. Let's be clear. And it could be resolved if we passed comprehensive immigration reform, but that's not getting done. We just People just want to yell about what's going on at the border, but they you know, say, why hasn't Kamala Harris been down there? Uh, because she's busy voting in the Senate, passing major pieces of legislation because Republicans don't want to support America. They don't want to reduce inflation. So, all right. But one of the things that's been eating at me and I've been wanting to talk to you about the last couple of days, and I've said, I'm going to do this on my podcast and I'll probably do it on my radio show again on Thursday. I didn't do it last week, but I will do it this week. You've heard the expression, politics ain't beanbag. And there has been a lot of whining and complaining and harping over the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee running ads where there are vulnerable Republican members of the Congress, and in some cases, uh, you know, the Democratic Governors Association doing the same thing, and supporting the most Trumpy of the candidates because those candidates are the weakest in the general election. Uh, you might say it's playing with fire and it probably is, but the job of the campaign is to get their candidate elected. And what you do during the campaign is you look at data, you read the environment and you say, which one of these candidates would be the best person for me to run against? And you could either just hope and pray that that person wins or you can do something about it. This is not new. This is not only something Democrats have done. This is done all the time in politics, usually through independent expenditure committees, but it's done all the time where the opposition party tends to work hard to try to get the worst possible opponent so they have the best chance to win. That's politics. I get it. Representative Meyer in Michigan did the right thing. He voted to impeach Donald Trump. And that is what cost him his seat, not the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. It's not their fault that the Republican Party is fully engaged in the big lie and that if you want to be a member of the Republican Party right now, you must buy into the big lie. It is not the fault of the Democratic Campaign Committee that it's not their fault. It is the fault of Republicans all across this country. So when I read the New York Times and I see, you know, on Meet the Press and on This Week 
and on State of the Union on the Sunday shows over the weekend, everybody complaining about how this guy lost his seats and the Democrats are playing with fire. How dare they do this if they really care about democracy? Yes, when you are governing, you need to do the right thing by the people and you need to govern. When you are campaigning, you need to try to win. That is the job of the campaign. There is nothing illegal of what they did. They did not do anything that was lying. They did not mislead the public with these ads. They told the truth about the candidates running. Basically, the ad for the guy that beat Myers was basically an ad touting his love for Donald Trump and his support of the big lie and his support of con- of you know conservative issues. It wasn't even a negative ad against Myers. Yet, New York Times felt the the need to opine upon it. I I got a great idea. Opine every single day about the fascist tendencies of the Republican Party. Where is the New York Times full-page editorial about the fact that at the CPAC convention, which featured mainstream Republicans, people in the United States Senate, Senator Scott, Rick Scott, who is the chair of of the Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee shared the same stage at CPAC with Viktor Orban, the dictator of Turkey, the fascist ruler of Turkey, a man who came to power through legitimate means and then decided to stay and figured out a way to change the system so he would never have to leave. Where is that? Where is the outrage about sharing the stage with Viktor Orban of Hungary? I don't, I don't see that every day in the New York Times. I don't see big roundtable discussions on Meet the Press about that. CPAC was full-blown fascist crazy this weekend. And major Republican figures, including everybody running for president on the Republican Party ticket, every potential person was there. United States senators were there. Members of the House and Senate and Congress and governors from around the country were there. Candidates all over the country were there. And yes, I know there's a lot written about how crazy some of these con- uh, these these uh, conservative candidates around the country are. These MAGA candidates are. But I, I don't even think it's fair to call them MAGA candidates. They're not just MAGA candidates. This is where the Republican Party is right now. And, you know, if, if you're one of those people out there that you know, find it, you know, disgusting that the Democrats, you know, or how dare they play with fire and try to get more Democrats elected. I got news for you. When the Republicans take over the House of Representatives and gerrymandering is going to make it very likely that they do, it is going to be horrible. Okay. It's going to be horrible. And all of these MAGA nuts that are already in the House of Representatives, the Jim Jordans of the world, the Matt Gateses of the world, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boeberts, they will have a lot of power and they will be running committees to try to make it harder for Democrats to win elections because that is now the plan of the Republican Party. They know that they are on the verge of becoming an ultra minority in this country, Republicans, that is. They are basically a regional political party at this point. They do not compete all over the country. They're a regional political party. And what's going to happen if they take over is they're going to do everything they can to weaken democracy in this country. So Democrats need to use any methods at their disposal without breaking the law, without giving up you know, the beliefs that they hold dear to win elections in November. I'm not one of these people who cry that some Republican who did the right thing once 
lost his seat. I'm sorry. I'm not care. I don't care about that. Now, look, I've said it on this show a hundred times. I think it's very important that Liz Cheney wins her primary, which is tomorrow or today. I'm I'm, I'm recording this on Monday, and it's you're probably listening to this on Tuesday, or maybe you listen to it on Friday, and it's already happened. But I, I would like to see her win her election. She's in a Republican primary. There's no funny business going on there. The Democrats probably can't win that state no matter what they do. She's raised plenty of money. There's no financial problem there. The problem is the Republican Party. The problem is not that there's some interference going on in Wyoming. And and here's the perfect test case. There's no interference by the Democratic Party going on in Wyoming. There is a candidate that we'd all like to see reelected. And she's probably going to lose. Now, I hope she doesn't. And I hope if she does lose, she runs as a third party in Wyoming. I don't know what the rules are there. But that's not because Liz Cheney's not a good candidate or a good conservative. She's far to the right of me. I mean, I don't agree with her on anything other than that we need to respect the rule of law in America and and have peaceful transitions of power. And I, I respect her greatly for standing up to her party. And she probably will pay the price for it. And by the way, Myers may have paid the price for it with or without the help of the Democratic Party. But what's going to happen in Wyoming is going to be a real telltale sign of where the Republican Party is. Um, Is it going to be close? Is it a 50-50 split? I mean, she's got multiple candidates there, but is she going to get, you know, like where is she going to be tomorrow night? What's the number going to be? How badly will she lose or will she win? I mean, it would give me a lot of hope if she won. Because, you know, look, I mean, Wyoming, I mean, I guess they've got internet in Wyoming, right? So who knows where these maniacs are in that party at this point. But she's not a MAGA. She's just a person I disagree with on a lot of issues. I have a lot of respect for her, actually. I have a ton of respect for her. And by the way, I have a ton of respect for Congressman Myers for standing up and doing the right thing. But again, that's a seat the Democrats can win. And if the Democrats can hold on to the House or make it a real narrow majority for Kevin McCarthy, it's going to make it really hard for them to do all the nasty things they want to do to our country. So go out there and win elections and stop crying that their methods and the tactics are so rough because politics ain't beanbag. You've heard it before. It is a blood sport. And if you're not up for it, you know what? There are plenty of other professions. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back. I'll talk about Mar-a-Lago being raided. Thanks again for listening. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Buckle up, folks. The Car Pro Show podcast is here to rescue you from the doldrums of everyday life. And you can find it on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast cravings take you. What do we have here, doctor? Looks like yet another case of the Car Pro Show podcast giddies. Do you concur? I concur. And it's spreading like wildfire. I know, but the podcast is so powerful. Jerry and Kevin dish out all the juicy car news from the Car Pro Friends universe. They review and chat about the latest car lineups from all the big players in the industry. And they take live calls to help 
help steer car buyers in the right direction. It's highly addictive and impossible to shake. Do we alert the press? Are you crazy? If more people discover the Car Pro Show podcast and its cornucopia of car curriculum, this thing will spiral out of control. <laughs> Listen to the Car Pro Show on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast desires take you. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. <laughs> All right, so yes, the FBI on Monday night raided Mar-a-Lago, served the warrant, went in, looked through Trump's safe and other storage facilities, I'm sure, at Mar-a-Lago, looking for the documents that he took with him from the White House, classified materials that shouldn't be stored at Mar-a-Lago and shouldn't even be in his possession anymore. Now, um, he's whining and complaining. And the but her emails crowd probably should remind Republicans about their horrific reaction to Hillary's server, her private server, which had better security than any server ever. But, uh, you know, they were oh so concerned that she was using her private server to deal with her emails, uh, you know. Where are they now? Are they are they terrified that Donald Trump took classified documents out of the White House? And quite quite frankly, why did he take classified documents out of the White House? Why did he have boxes and boxes of documents sent to Mar-a-Lago before he left office? Why did he do that? I'll tell you why he did that. Because he was hiding stuff. Hiding his crimes, more than likely. And let me tell you something. This raid is not a coincidence. There was a story last week that mentioned that Trump's attorneys are demanding that he break contact with Mark Meadows. Usually when attorneys tell you when you're the subject of a criminal investigation, as Donald Trump no doubt is at this point, when they tell you to break off contact with somebody, they are telling you to do that for your own good Because that person or people are working with the government and the U.S. Attorney's Office to make the case against you. And no doubt that is connected to this raid. This raid no doubt had a warrant, a warrant that had to be signed off on not only by the U.S. Attorney that was in charge of the case, probably down there in Florida or maybe the D.C. Circuit, but by the Attorney General himself, no doubt. And of course, a federal district court judge or a magistrate judge would have had to sign off on this warrant by the FBI and somebody would have had to attest that they had a reasonable belief that these documents were being stored in a way they shouldn't be stored and shouldn't even be there uh, and held by Donald Trump. And I think what's changed, you know, like what's changed? I always ask the question, what's changed? Why now? Why now? Mark Meadows. That's my answer right now. And I, I could be wrong. It could be somebody else talking. There are lots of people talking, I'm sure. I think that the January 6th committee, when Cassidy Hutchinson testified, countless White House aides had to say, what the hell am I doing? Why am I letting this woman who, you know, is 25 years old, was 24, 23 when she worked in the White House, why am I letting her take all the heat? I mean, could you imagine what her life is right now with these maniacs out there and what they're doing to her? You know, the, the the attacks on social media. God knows, you know, if they run into her in public, what they're going to say. That took a lot of bravery. 
And bravery, I think, is contagious. And frankly, in the case of Mark Meadows, it might not be bravery that's causing the testify. I think that testimony that she gave painted him in a very negative light, in a light that would draw the attention of prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office and probably will land him in jail. And the difference between Mark Meadows and Donald Trump is there's not going to be any rallies to keep Mark Meadows out of jail. There isn't going to be uh, a pardon coming his way. And if Donald Trump needed to, he'd give him up in a second. And I'm sure Mark Meadows understands that pretty clearly, seeing how Donald Trump has turned on everybody who has ever been loyal to him, including his own children. So I think Mark Meadows is trying to save his own skin. And he's working with the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI. And that is why there was a raid on Mar-a-Lago on Monday night. Now, I could be wrong. It's just a theory. It could have been somebody else. But if I was Mark Meadows sitting around thinking about where my life is heading right now, uh, he is without a doubt under investigation, out without a doubt. And nobody's going to care if he rots in prison. Nobody. So there'll be no pardon for him. The country's not going to burn itself to the ground because Mark Meadows went to jail. Didn't do that for Roger Stone, right? Nobody cared that Roger Stone was going to go to jail. Nobody cared that Steve Bannon was going to go to jail. You see, you see riots in the street for those guys, and they're a lot well no, more well-known than, than Mark Meadows is. So what are you thinking if you're Mark Meadows? You're thinking you better start cooperating. And I have a feeling he's cooperating, and I have a feeling that's why there was a raid tonight. Now, do I think this means Trump's going to jail anytime soon? No, I don't think Trump will ever go to jail. I do think he might get indicted, but I don't think he will ever go to jail. He should get indicted. And uh, maybe he'll get pardoned, but maybe that pardon needs to be conditional. Condition that you admit that you were guilty. You say it to the public. You make a statement that is written for you, not by you. And then you accept the pardon. And we move on as a nation. And we heal. Now, I don't think that guy would ever do that. I think he's so vain. He thinks he could run for re-election and win. I think he thinks that if he gets like Carrie Lake in Arizona or whatever that chick's name is, I shouldn't say that, right? Whatever that woman's name is, Tudor Dixon or whatever her name is in Michigan, uh, you know, I, I think he thinks he'll win because they'll just change the results for them, which they probably would, which is why we got to beat them. We got to beat that guy in Pennsylvania, Mastriano, whatever his name is. But wouldn't it be great if for like a minute he acted like a human being and said, you know what? I screwed this country up. Joe Biden's offering me a way out. I'm going to make this statement. I'm going to heal the nation. And then we can all move on. What a great thing that would be, but he'll never do that. Ah, But one can dream. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you for telling your friends about the podcast and liking the podcast and, and rating, reviewing, subscribing, and follow me on Twitter and all that other stuff. I truly appreciate it. And now I'll remind you, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. And I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.